Hello and welcome to another Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. I am still Luke Taylor. That could be good or bad. I'm here with the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness Crystal. It's uh, about 12 inches of crystal beauty and grace. And who's going to win between the 2019 Eberly Cabernet and the 2018 Keenan Mernay? But let's start with a little things. We're going to say hi to Kevin. Uh, thank you to Silverdor Brands, uh, who's the official gas, Aragon gas wine preserver of the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness. Drink what you want, when you want, with the uh, Silverdor uh, wine preserver. Uh, just remember when you go to For Your Home at silverdorbrands.com and click the For Your Home. I just said that before. I'm repeating myself. Uh, and when you check out, you save 10%. Use uh, coupon code Cork and Taylor. Also, too, I'd like to welcome uh, for the second time uh, Fly With Wine is another. Um, Another partner of the Corgan Taylor Wine pod- Podcast. Do not leave your wine at the winery. Bring it home right there, uh, right with you. And uh, go to uh, flywithwine.com, uh, www.flywithwine.com. And um, when you click out, put uh, Corgan Taylor and save 10% off also. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it's uh, almost over. Uh, I am a little bit tired. Uh, um, but I am excited and it's been a great time. I met some great people, some great, uh, uh, fans of the, uh, Cork and Taylor wine podcast. We had a what wonderful couple from, uh, Pittsburgh come to the, uh, Cork and Taylor wine madness, wine tasting at the Hilton Akron Fairlawn. Um, Edson did a phenomenal job as did Chef Bo and, uh, Zach and all their crew. And, uh, Phil Mersturzo was there from the Akron Beacon Journal. Fill your glass. Uh, also Mark Bona from, uh, Cleveland.com. So we had some, uh, media presence and, uh, that we had 57 people, 57 paid people. That's even better paid. We had about 36 wines. We had all the 22 wines and I can't thank each 22 wine, each 22 winery enough for uh, doing the first ever Cork and Taylor Wine Madness. And it's only going to get bigger and it's only going to get greater, but uh, great tasting. Saw some friends, saw some fans, just saw some wine drinkers, which is even better. Um, and a lot of great wines. The comment I heard the most was, wow. I heard wow a lot. Uh, they've never been uh, to a tasting that has so many premium wines and a lot of wineries they've never heard of, which is what I think the goal of the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness is um, uncorking the lighter side of wine, but also um, learning about some just some great wineries all over the place. That's what I sell. That's what I love. And even if I don't sell them, I still love them. Like Hourglass, great winery. Paloma, uh, Pride. Uh, I know Pride's a little bit bigger, but um, you know what have you. Dow's pretty big, uh, I think, in that essence. But Peachy Canyon, uh, Matera, Don, love Don. <clears throat> you know, Stone Street, Chimney Rock. I mean, there's some just some great wineries. Laird, obviously, can't forget Laird, love Laird, Brutico, um, Mary Hill, all great guests, all great wine. So I hope everybody that showed up had a great time and uh, we sold some wine and uh, we tasted some wine too. And it was nice to kind of revisit some stuff that I hadn't tasted in a couple weeks. So that's the first and foremost. Uh, another thing that's kind of irky, or the only thing that's irking me is, uh, and I almost did a podcast about this, was someone trying to tell me that 2011 uh, wines uh, were was not a good vintage? They are correct to a certain a certain uh, aspect or point. Uh, the media kind of butchered 2011 uh, Napa uh, wines, and uh, they came back a couple years later or a couple years ago and said that uh, they were wrong. They're actually really pretty, 
And I said that to someone, I can't, it's bothering me who it was. And they said I was, um, I was wrong that 2011 was not a good vintage. And I played this little game called bullshit and we're going to play it. It's called bullshit. So, uh, I disagree. So in honor of that for my birthday, this past Saturday, yes, I was born on April 1st. Uh, so that might, uh, to some people that might, um, uh, might get you to understand me a little bit better. So I opened a 2011 Larkmead uh, Estate Cabernet. We're going to have uh, uh, the winemaker uh, on the podcast uh, coming up uh, next week. So we're going to go back, uh, Avery, Avery Heeland, uh, who's the winemaker from uh, from Larkmead. Uh, one of my favorite wineries, hands down, every year. So I opened a 2011 Larkmead Cabernet for my birthday. Awesome. It's almost 12 years old. Drinking beautifully. I have another bottle left so that I will save probably for another six months to a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. Uh, Violet, graphite, tannins, beautiful fruit. It was gorgeous. And I would like to tell the person that told me that 2011 was not a good vintage, uh, you're full of shit and I don't know who you are. I can't remember what you are. And um, I pray for you. I will pray for you this week uh, next time I go to church. So 2011, I've had a lot of good 2011s, uh, which is good. And I've actually had some good 2020s. We had the 2020 Pride, which was very good from Napa. We had the Peachy Canyon 2020, but that was not Napa. They didn't have the fires like they did up in Napa. Uh, I've had some, uh, I had the 2020 Hourglass Merlot, uh, Blue Line Merlot. Uh, The 2020 Vengay uh, Arsenal uh, Bordeaux blend was delicious too. So, um, you know, I think it comes down to, if you like the producer, you know the producers. And I know there's going to be variation change from vintage to vintage because there's different uh, different uh, things that you have to take in, uh, t- factor into the, the whole kind of the equation. But if it's a good winemaker, you've had good previous vintages or current vintages with them, they're going to be pretty consistent. Uh, and also, too, if the winery believe or cares about their image and reputation, which for a lot of small, small wineries, reputation is everything for them. They have one bad vintage. They're screwed. Their business goes like this, like a sinking ship. And, um, so yeah. So try to find some good, uh, some good wineries that you like. Um, and if you need some recommendation recommendations, uh, shoot me a, an email or a comment and I will give you some, because I believe we uh, continue to uncork the lighter set of wine, and I've had I've been to a couple wineries in Napa. <clears throat> so we have the finals. My nose is really itchy, my allergies, and I f- like my nose is dry, so I keep rubbing it. So I apologize if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, please do not con- comment that you're driving you nuts that I'm rubbing my nose. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really itchy. I just want to like rip my nose off my face, but you, you know how it is. I get really bad allergies, um, seasonal allergies too. And you know, it's coming, it's coming. Golf season's coming. And so is my allergies. So we're finally here. Two teams, two wines, one final, one champion. We have the Keenan Murnay against the Eberly Estate Cabernet. Eberly has literally terrorized the bracket terrorize the bracket they've taken down uh mira <laughs> they've taken down um who else they taken down they took down um uh, free mark abbey they took down dunn and they took down pride so they are four now 
Keenan has taken down uh, Venge, has taken down Stone Street, and then Matera Hidden Block. So it's well rested. Three three matches three matches to Eberle's four. But we're talking about wine here, folks. Wine here, folks. So every wine was double decanted. They went through the same process, every wine, as their competitor or their opponent in each round. We had six judges, just to go over it, six judges, 16 points total. Color, taste, all that good stuff. So the most a wine could get, six times 16 is 96 points. So the highest score a wine could get is 96 points. We did this for each wine. We did all the same thing. We did at Lockkeepers, who was uh, generous enough to give us a space, some glassware, and some great hospitality, which is an independence. And it was all the same. So there was no, I didn't seed them and what have you. I just kind of, I put the four top seeds and then it just, it just fell as it fell. The winner of the first ever Cork and Taylor Wine Madness is it was close. I'm going to turn this around. You probably can't see it. You can't see it. I'm going to bring the bottle up. It is the 2018 Keenan Murnay, 85 to 83. Two points separated. Gary Eberly, Chris Eberly, Stacey Bonifield. I apologize, but you lost by two. You lost to a very fine opponent. They do not sponsor us anymore. You know why they don't sponsor us anymore? because Michael's credit card got expired and he didn't renew it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The judges voted. Keenan Murnay, you are the first winner ever of the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness by the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. So Michael Keenan, Riley Keenan, Laura, Matt, Jennifer Keenan, I applaud you. I commend you and congratulations. What do you win? You win greatness. You win this lovely crystal. Now I got to figure out how to get it to you. Maybe I should tell Michael you got to come to me to come get it. So congratulations to the Keenan Murnay. They were the number one seed and um, kind of steamrolled. There were some close matchups. They won by two the round before, and then they won by two in the finals. So Eberly uh, did a fantastic job, but they just couldn't keep it going. So just remember, if you love this show, if you like this show, if you find it even mildly, mildly amusing like myself, consider a couple things. First, subscribe. Or press the little uh, red button below on the YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe there. Don't forget, we'd really appreciate, send some comments, some positive comments on YouTube, but also too, for one minute of your time, give us, appreciate a five-star rating if you would, and just send us a comment. It just helps us grow and go and if you really like us and you want us to get to more great places for wine podcast think about supporting us on our patreon page it's our travel fund is what i'm going to call it get me to bordeaux and get me to napa and get me to sonoma i appreciate it all the money that's ever earned from this whether it's all the great patreon supporters whether it's matt whether it's uh mr do whether it's uh, Sam Davidson or uh, Steve Shear, I appreciate it. You are helping me just keep this thing going because there are some expenses. www.patreon.com backslash Cork and Taylor. Don't forget uh, Silver Door Wine Brands and also Fly With Wine. We are excited. I am gone. I am taking a vacation with my folks. or actually visiting my folks with my wife and kids. I am not going to drink wine. 
I'm probably not going to be on um, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Cork and Taylor Wine. I am going to take a break. If you won, if you won the uh, the first place or the second or the third, go to challenge.com backslash Cork and Taylor Wine Madness. And in about in a week and a half, I will send stuff out. I don't care. I love, but I'm just going to take a mental break. I'm still probably going to have to work, but that's okay. I think every single winery that that uh, participated this year, if you were in Canada, you would get a participation ribbon or medal, but we're in America and I'm not giving them out. Plus, I don't want to pay for shipping and I don't want to pay for it. I could make one though, but thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'll see you next Thursday on the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. 